We're thrilled to be joined on Ion College Football by USC head coach Clay Helton. The Trojans are 6-1 and one facing Notre Dame. And coming off a big win over Utah, at halftime you had challenged your team to make the second half define them. What prompted you to go there? Because that's one of those lines of demarcation a little. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was needed. You're halfway through the season, and, you know, you're down 14 at halftime. And, you know, usually halftime's about communication, about what they're doing, um, what adjustments that need to be made. But um, you usually save one time a year for one of those speeches, and I felt like that was the time. And credit our kids. Um, I'd love to pat myself on the back and say it was some magical speech, but they have to choose uh, to fight on and to, to be able to do their jobs. And uh, they came out, and I, I really – thought defined who they are as a team and who they are as men um, with their performance in the second half. You had said recently you felt good about where this team is right now. Is it similar in any way to the way you felt last year when you were one and three, not comparing those two situations, but more of a feeling like, yes, we're, we're going to be fine. Well, yeah, you know, you're sitting here 6-1 and one right now, top of the Pac-12 South, and I see our younger kids progressing. You know, last year I felt like we were getting better as a team, and we had several older kids. We had 14 kids that went on to the NFL. But on this team, we have a bunch of freshmen and redshirt freshmen that I see growing before our eyes. A Josh Follow is growing before our eyes. A Tyler Vaughns, Stephen Carr, those type of individuals that are really playing at a high level. And because of that, as they grow as players, our team is becoming deeper and becoming stronger. Um, and I think that's one of the big reasons we sit here uh, right now. Our vets are playing good, but the growth of our younger kids has been the difference between us in game one to where we are now in October. Expectations, as you know, were always high with USC, and they were sky high coming into the season. With your schedule being the way it is, not only tough, but without a week off and the injuries mounting, how tough was it to get everything and assimilate the freshmen, as you just alluded to a second ago? How tough was it to pull everything together to get to the point you're at now? Yeah, definitely. I, we've we've had to do some work in, in really developing our young kids, and I credit our coaches because when we came into the season, we said, guys, we are only going to be as good as our really our twos and threes, and they're going to be freshmen and redshirt freshmen. So we have to focus on growing our team from the bottom up, and that meant you know on Mondays we would go through corrections with our with our our vets, and then they would leave the practice field, and we would have our own individual practice with our young players to develop them. Because knowing that in this 12 game straight season you're going to have some injuries, and they're going to have to go in there and play for you. And thank goodness we've done that because. All all of a sudden you see the growth of those young kids and how they're performing and how they're helping us win games. Talking with USC head coach Clay Helton on Ion College Football, this season for obvious and several reasons has been a bit more of a struggle for Sam Darnold. How has he handled it and what kind of lesson do you think that he's learned through all this? Well, he's done the one thing that I think all great quarterbacks do, and that's win football games. At the end, as I've told him, at the end of the day, you're judged on wins at the quarterback position. I don't get caught up in the numbers. Don't get caught up uh, in the fluff of the position. Get caught up of winning ball games. Um, the personnel has changed around us from a real older group of receivers to a very young group and a group that's going to be very dynamic but is growing and learning. And again, as they 
improve, so have we improved. You look at October right now for Sam in the last two games, he's had six touchdowns to one interception and has still thrown for over 300 yards in both games. Um, so as that young crew has improved, I, I see his game improving in the past game. So, um, And at the end of the day, he's 15-2 and two as a starter. He's doing the things. The reason we're so successful right now is because of Sam Tarnall. Which actually brought me to this point. You know, For all the criticism or speculation or scrutiny that he's uh, had to go through this season, with all the injuries that you've had, can you, you can certainly make a case that you are where you are because of him right now. There's no question. Uh, you know, uh, I think when you have a defense that's playing exceptional football over the last seven games like we have and you have a great quarterback, it's going to equal wins. And, um, you know, Sam has found ways to, for us to win ball games. And uh, in my honest opinion, we would not be where we're at today if it wasn't for him. Is it easy for everyone to forget that he's only 20? <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. It's his demeanor and, and his uh, game maturity as well as his off-the-field maturity is way beyond his years. There's there's trained and untrained, and, and he's been trained uh, from the ground up by his parents, his high school coaches, and, and now here at USC. You're starting to get healthier as you're at the midpoint of the season, and certainly getting healthier is Ronald Jones, who uh, may be coming off his best game yet. Is he the X factor because he's seemingly becoming the force that many expected him to be going into the season? Yeah, definitely. You know, every time you look up, it seems like he's having another 100-yard rushing game. And and as we came into this season, I preached um, uh, balance. Uh, that was the key to our offense, to be able to take some pressure off of Sam as well as the young wideout group while they were growing up. Um, and to be able to do that, we needed to run the ball. Um, and, and Rojo has carried the load, um, whether it was at Stanford in a, in a tough physical football game um, with a, a running back core that rushed for over 300 yards. Or, or whether it was last week versus Utah on that last drive, being able to hand the ball off, I think seven times. We had seven carries for 87 yards on that last drive. We ran the ball to win. Um, he's carrying the load for us and doing a wonderful job. Uh, you would know as well as anyone what kind of minefield the college football season is. And now with the playoff, it doesn't seem there's a lot of margin for error. Uh, and everybody expects that if you lose a game, you know, that's it. Uh, but right now, uh, despite a loss on the road to what was a very good Washington State team in a short week with a lot of injuries that you had, uh, you know, you're pretty much in control of your own destiny right now at 6-1. and one. How would you rate the first half of your season? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a correct statement, and and we do control our own destiny, both from a national picture as well as as well as our own conference picture. And that's what I, our kids are are really working to to progress to is winning championships. Uh, we even talked about and showed uh, that last year's national championship team, Clemson, was a one loss team against in a close game versus Pittsburgh. Um, so we've got five ball games left um, in the regular season. These five games. Um, will determine you know what happens next for us but what a tremendous opportunity to be sitting here halfway through October and have the chance to control your own destiny and it starts right now trying to go one and oh against a really good Notre Dame football team speaking of Notre Dame as we talk with USC head coach Clay Helton they are next up on the schedule and as someone you uh, who grew up in college football and has been part of it so long what is it like to play in this rivalry and what does it mean to you it is uh, electrifying. Um, makes the hair hair stand up on the back of your neck uh, when you, whether it's at the Coliseum or whether it's in South Bend. 
Um, it's one of those special matchups. It's the greatest intersectional rivalry um, there is in college football. And for both teams to be so highly ranked uh, with the stakes extremely high on the, at the national picture, a night game in South Bend, are you kidding me? I, I don't know if it gets any better than that. That's, that's why you play the game is for these experiences and these opportunities. A team that has won five games, its only loss was by one point to Georgia. They're also coming off a bye week. What kind of challenge awaits? Um, I think they're playing great team football right now. Um, offensively, being able to run the ball, you know, you're talking about the fifth best rushing team in the country, averaging about 308 yards uh, per game rushing, and then defensively, really stopping the run. I mean, when we look at it, uh, offensively, they have 23 rushing touchdowns to only one uh, rushing touchdown their defense has given up, um, which is a staggering number. So they're running the ball, they're stopping the run, and just playing tremendous team defense. Team uh, football. Josh Adams has quietly had one of the best seasons in the country. What makes him so tough, in your opinion? Uh, size, speed. Uh, just a very hard man to bring down to the ground. Um, arm tackles will not do it. Uh, he has too much too much explosiveness at that size. Um, it's it's gonna we're gonna have to wrap up runner feet and we're gonna have to gang tackle. This it's our pursuit to the ball is gonna be critical in this game. Any concern with going halfway across the country after such a physical game against Utah on Saturday? Uh, it, it it is what it is. Uh, you know, we we've got 12 games in a row, and you don't want you know you only worry about the things that you can control. Um, this is uh, it's in any time that we go over to Notre Dame, the, we end up leaving a day early, so we'll leave Thursday, get acclimated, and and uh, they pay you to to find answers and to win games and not make excuses. So our preparation, our execution, um, is the most important thing that we need to focus on. If you're leaving a day early, what happens? the date night that's usually thursday night <laughs> there's no date night this week <laughs> not not when you're fighting for the shillelagh <laughs> i know your wife certainly has been with you since high school so i i think she'll give you a mulligan this week yeah de- definitely <laughs> but I, you have I, to win <laughs> she would love to she'd love to for the shillelagh to be here just as much as i would for one more year as for the game though notre dame has uh, forced 14 turnovers so far this year you always want to win the turnover battle but in a game like this and with their pension for creating turnovers is that notion heightened yeah, definitely, because they're such they're so different than they were in previous years with Kaiser. Um, you know, with Wimbush, they're such a ball control football team and eating up clock and the opportunities offensively, they'll be fewer. Uh, you'll have few, fewer drive opportunities in this game. So you have to make the most of each and every one, and, and a turnover would be devastating, um, I think, in this game. It's one of the things that we're preaching right now to our football team is we need to, need to win the turnover battle. If we can come out without any turnovers in this game, we'll have a chance to, to really look up and hopefully be ahead. Talking with USC head coach Clay Helton, his 6-1 and Trojans face Notre Dame in South Bend in what is a tremendous rivalry, the latest chapter coming. You know, so much has been made about your personality uh, and being the furthest thing from you, what might expect from a coach at USC, but you seem real at ease with where you are, who you are. What's the thing you cherish most about at being such at a, such a traditional powerhouse? Um, just the men that you get surrounded by. Uh, I've, I've always 
Really appreciated. I think when you come to USC, you're surrounded by the best of the best, whether it's the football players that surround you like an Adoree Jackson or a Juju Smith or a Sam Darnold or Ronald Jones, or whether you're around tremendous football coaches, you know, like Clancy Pendergast or defensive coordinator T. Martin or offensive coordinator John Baxter or special teams coordinator. I've, just, I've really appreciated the last eight years uh, being at USC and being around such exceptional people. Um, it, it's it's the reason why I think it's it's the pinnacle of college football when you come here. It's it's just one of those unique, special places. You've coached and, and seen a lot of quarterbacks. Just curious, which one stands out the most to you and why? Um, the one we've got right now uh, is, is a really special one, in my opinion, because he does the one thing that I think all great quarterbacks do, and that's win football games. He finds ways to win, and uh, he's so humble and shows so much humility um, and, and then so mentally strong when adversity hits. Um, he's, he's an exceptional, exceptional player, but even more uh, an exceptional person. Um, he, he, he is, I don't know if I'll coach another one like him, um, uh, just from the way, the way he goes about his business. Um, but, uh, I'm enjoying every second being with him. Well, he's been fun to watch. There's no question about it. Well, coach, we've enjoyed, uh, being, spending every second we have with you. Don't want to take up more of your time since you have a pretty big one coming up this week. Thanks so much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for having me.